What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roman Daniels, and joined again with me is my twin brother, Jaron Daniels. Daniels. What's up, guys? How's it going? Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Yeah, you know, we're, um, so this is a special kind of episode that we wanted to try. You know, the the holidays are a special time, and there's a lot about the holidays that I think is misunderstood, and uh, there's some history there that we don't quite hear all the time, and one of the things that I think is really fascinating about the Christmas time, especially in the European and especially England and UK, is that back in the past, they would tell ghost stories traditionally around Christmas time, which I thought was interesting, and so, you know, you do your research, and you can kind of, if you could do like a Google search or a duck duck ghost search you can kind of look that up and you'll see that there's this old tradition of telling ghost stories around a campfire you know you're kind of stuck inside and you're you're trying to warm up because it's cold out and you're by the fire and it's kind of got this eerie vibe to it right and so it's like how uh how fitting it is to just kind of tell true ghost stories around the campfire yeah maybe it has connections to like the dead the people that aren't there enjoying the holiday with you maybe it has connections with the pagan stuff from the past the thing that i like is that similar to the Christmas Carol, right? There's like some scary stuff innuendos put into a Christmas story that has a really lighthearted, warm ending. And so that's kind of how Christmas is. It's like, you know, you go through the whole year, right? It's almost the end of the year. And then we're finally talking about all the things that happened this year. And a lot of the time they probably did that. They would tell their stories of what they went through almost in that year. And a lot of it was hardship, right? Yeah. I mean, the the winter is, is a especially back in the old days is such a challenging time frame like you know you're trying to stock up all year long and make sure that you have enough food to last through the winter you know make sure you have enough wood to last through the winter if you're a wood burning uh, furnace or fireplace um, and it's just like one of those challenging kind of bundle up and just get like you know it's a, it's a hard time of the year especially for farmers and those kind of people you know that really rely on crops and animals and those kind of things so it's one of those weird times of the year where a lot of stuff is dead and it's just cold and it's just kind of dark, dark and you know pagan winter solstice type stuff if very you know i don't know it's just very it's sort of spiritual in a kind of ghostly way so it makes sense it's that- like aesthetically pleasing and i mean the thing is is these guys are toiling and they have this fire 
going and there's wood ready to burn and there's drinks you got scotch whiskey going on or whatever you got at the time some brandy maybe if you're real classic and you're just enjoying each other's company in this warm fire and what do you do of course if you're around a fire let's talk ghosts you know let's talk scary stuff that's why we're here yeah and so that's what this episode is is you know obviously we want to wish you all a merry christmas and happy holidays and whatever holiday you may celebrate at this time of the year but you know what we decided to do is we actually went and we had a family gathering um kind of a christmas gathering with a grandpa that we only see maybe once or twice a year and it's always such a pleasure when we get to see him he's our mom's dad you know him and his wife came over and they decided to you know just kind of hang out for christmas and we just kind of thought and thanks to my mom she kind of helped out with it she's like let's why don't we all just tell stories because the thing is with this family is it, it runs deep you know we're we're into the supernatural because it sort of comes from our family it's um, the blood is thicker than water thing and that's so true like they've all had experiences and what better way for us to continue that by doing these podcasts with you guys right you know, I, mean, I wonder if Tim Burton was inspired a little bit by this old tradition, this adage, you know, from the UK because of like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And he's always doing this mix of, of horror with winter. You know, even like Batman Returns is sort of a dark kind of gothic movie. But then you've got this and there's some creep factor there. But then it's winter and it's Christmas. I and- venture to say that a lot of these directors and movie people that do gravitate to the scary, like Steven Spielberg with the alien thing, maybe he's been abducted before. Maybe he's had alien experiences. I've never looked into it, but it, there's always something there. I feel like there's I think some he ties. has. I, I think he has. I remember seeing that. So our interests are from somewhere, I guess. Right? Yeah. So. Um- Basically, what this episode is going to be is it's it's our family members. We're going to start off with our grandpa, who's 87, by the way. He's he's man, he is the most fit and fiddle 87 year old I think I've ever seen. But um, he's had some real paranormal experiences, and his wife, our grandma Carol, has had some pretty interesting and crazy encounters as well. And you know that's what this episode is going to be is basically us sitting around at our family Christmas gathering, um, telling ghost stories. And so we're just going to warn you that there is a lot of noise. Uh, there's a lot of uh, chitter chatter going on and a lot of background noise going on so you know that stuff cannot be cleaned up um but we thought it was just fitting to record and to kind of tell stories as a family let's do this pure raw right we're gonna just expose you to our lifestyle and the things that we went through during christmas and you guys can be there with us like that's just something different that you don't hear from a lot of podcasters so we're excited to share this with you guys too right and we hope you enjoyed and i know that that noise can be a little bothersome that's kind of in the background and there's you know children laughing playing whatever but if you can just focus on the storylines and kind of what's being told they are some very fascinating stories and some crazy encounters that that our families have had so we hope you enjoy this and we're just going to go ahead and just jump right into it it just jumped a couple years ago down on our hardwood floor look it didn't break it's ceramic oh i saw it just all of a sudden it just went down on did the you, floor did you but just, it did jumped. you hear it or did you actually watch it i watched it oh, that's I like watched the one grandma joy has jam, yeah and wow. go down on the floor my brother Thanks. had made it so it was very special and uh-huh. i wondered my brother had made it yeah. christmas time and it just went down on the floor and it did not you know how high that bookcase yeah. is in our house lie. How high, how high is the book? How? You know, it's that one by the camera. Like, it's nine high. feet or eight. It's high. seven feet. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, on our hardwood floor. I was going to say, you guys' floor is hard. It so didn't it break. Yeah, wow. yeah, so anyway, that was my amazing story. That's my really rose cool. story is really. <laughs> I have the rose story if you want to read it. Do you I want can me go to? grab it. Yes, I have, I have the one you sent me. Amazing. Yeah, here, I'll go get it really fast. That's crazy, though. How long? When did that happen? About two or three years ago, okay. and I just, I it just went down, and I mean, just by itself. Wow. And I was, did you, oh yeah, my I didn't do anything just, to make it, it go down. I mean, it. Did it make? Did it make? Well, you didn't see it, did you? I saw it. I saw it. Did it make Watched you jump it. when it happened? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you need to? I was shocked. Yeah. I just thought, how in the world did it just fall? Okay, it's called my rose story. Recently, I took my traditional trip to Price, Utah. This trip has been my getaway for several years. I love to rent a motel room, walk on the treadmill, sit in the hot tub and sock my legs and treat myself to KFC. Hey, I love KFC. I love KFC. (laughs) The highlights of my trip include a visit with my dear brother-in-law, Roger, and his sweet wife, Sylvia, and meeting with Marlene, my sister's dear friend, whom she worked with for nine years, for dinner and enjoying a delicious French dip sandwich. And I never leave Price without a visit to my sister Lana's grave. 
I remember the time that she wanted to put a single red rose on each of our family members' graves. We ordered three roses with baby breath. As we placed the flowers on my father's, mother's, and brother's graves, we felt that the five of us were together again. This year, my trip was great, and I was able to fulfill all my wishes to make this again a wonderful trip. The morning of the third day, I was packed and ready to leave my motel room. This was the day I planned to visit Lana's grave. The year before, I had left a red rose with baby breath on her grave, which I had ordered from a floral shop. This year would be different. I remembered that Smith's grocery store had several bunches of flowers marked various prices. The smallest bouquets were $5. The flowers were pretty. I think they were marigolds and beautiful. Three yellow ones were attractive to me as I remembered Lana's favorite color was yellow. After my purchase, I drove to the cemetery where she lay. I found her grave, stopped and with tears in my eyes and in a soft voice, I, I said, I miss you, Lana. I picked up the flowers, walked to her grave and then I noticed there was one flower that was dead inside of the built-in vase at the side of her stone. I pulled out the flower and picked some weeds I saw there in the grass. Then I laid the flowers on the ground and tore off the plastic and paper that they were wrapped in. Then I placed them in the vase. I walked a few feet to the trash can. As I walked back, I had a thought to take a picture of her beautiful resting place. I picked up my camera to snap a picture when to my amazement, I saw a big, beautiful red rose in that vase. Where did the rose come from? My friend Trina shared with me that the spirit world is around us. Jerry's and my daughter Dixie told me that it was Lana saying, I love you. <laughs> what do you think? I cherish my experience given to me by a loving Heavenly Father who helped me strengthen my testimony of the spirit world. Wow, yeah. And so I went to find that picture because that was totally you know, amazing. That's, that's really good. That totally, is, amazing. That's, that's, totally amazing. Totally wow, amazing. It was I, just I amazing. Because I, I tell you what, uh, and Chris will probably back me up on this. Whenever, when you got a job that keeps you out on the road all the time, and you're out, you're driving uh, all the place. After you know, 20, 30 years of that stuff, you run into some real buttheads out there, you know. <laughs> and 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 it, and, it, and, it, and it, it gets a, and you lose patience, you know. You, you kind of you lose patience, you know. The middle finger flops up all the time. So I. So I've been, I've been, uh, and 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 she, she's been after me to slow down, and and I'm getting ready to honk the horn. Yeah. So, so I've been thinking, I got, she's right. I got to do something. I got to do something. And, and Dixie told me, Chris is the same way. <laughs> Dixie's lying. <laughs> so you know what? So you know what? To, to give you an idea how the prayer actually works, you know, when I when I when I, I was in Walmart. Just uh, about a month and a half ago. It was not, yeah, it wasn't very long. Yeah, it wasn't very long. About a month and a half ago in Centerville. You know, Centerville, Utah. And you only by. shot four instead of five people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just like on the road, I don't have a lot of patience in, in lines, big lines or something like that. Right. You know, I, I want to move on, you know. Yeah. So I got to come well, up Well, Walmart's got their two checkers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I get up to the check stand, you know, and again, and there's a, 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 an older couple uh, right in front of me, and their cart is jam packed full. I mean, it is. I mean, and it's even. They got stuff right underneath away. it and all over the place, and they got and then, and then she had half, another half a cart, and he was pushing one, you know. <laughs> so I just stood there and I just, I said, I says, well, this is where I'm, this is where I can see if it's going to pay off. My patience pays <laughs> off. So I just sit there and I just kind of. Tongue and cheek, that you know, and I was just sitting there waiting. And it took about twenty minutes. So, so anyway, so what happened was, uh, the guy kept kind of glancing over at me, and he was, and I was just sitting there, just kind of looking at the stuff on, on the side of the aisle, you know, and, <laughs> and and trying to show some patience and stuff like this. Finally, they get down to the last few things, and I and I only had about seven items <laughs> in my in my cart, you know, and uh, one of them was. Uh, 
a seat uh, for for my exerciser at home, but I had it as a rubber cushion seat, you know. Yeah. So I had that sitting on there, sitting on the on the thing there. When he got, he's starting to get. They're just starting to put check out the last thing, you know. When he got to go around, he says, "Is that all you had?" And I thought, "Well, that's a, that's a good time to ask." <laughs> good me, you time know? to ask. Yeah. So I said, and I says, "Oh yeah." And he says, uh, "And he walked over and he, he was flipping through it a little bit like that, you know." And I thought, "Man, that takes guts." And after you making me wait for twenty minutes, and then you come over and flip through my stuff, you know. And then and then then he says then he says uh, then he says. Uh, what do you think about that thing? That, that seat I had, rubber seat that I had for my. And I said, I, I, I said, I don't know. I said, you know, I said, I said, if you, if you, uh, is it work? I said, I don't know. I'm going to try it. So he told, he talked to the check, the check guy, and he says, he says, he says, uh, make out another receipt. And I, and I thought, oh crap! Now he's gonna and, and so print a duplicate receipt, and his receipt was, I mean, it was it was two hundred and forty six bucks, you know, and his just his receipt. So he and another he wanted to print him out another duplicate receipt. So the guy, so I said, oh boy, here we go. So anyway, I, I was just smiling at him, and and he says, uh, and he said, he says, and he was getting ready to go, and he says, hey, what is his? Merry Christmas! And I heard him say, and he said, hey, told the. The check, checker guy. He says, uh, the, "The other receipts uh, uh, for him." And I thought, "No, why is he giving me one of his receipts?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially when he already he's already done. I'm not going to do So, so he gets, so he gives me the street and right and right added on, added on the bottom of his receipt after he checked it up was all my stuff. Remember come to? We figured about came to forty-eight dollars. to forty-eight bucks. And the reason why he wanted me to have the receipt was so I could cut, so I could bring that cushion back if it didn't was fit. That, that <laughs> was that a neat thing? That's really cool. And, exactly. and then, way cool. And then he said, "Merry Christmas." And Jerry tried to find them out there, and he couldn't find them. No, them. I was trying he to find them out in the parking lot, and they was, they was already gone. But I, I, and I said, and I, I breathed out and said, "Thanks." And I says, where? I says, well, I, I says, he says, you're gonna go. And I says, I gotta pay you. He says, he paid for it. And he handed me the receipt. And it was right. There was another part on, the, on like his. Long. His was about like that, and mine is a little part on the bottom. <laughs> actually happened was we we moved into the house we're at now you know we just barely moved in there and, and the guy that lived in there in that house before that he was doing all kinds of stuff he's a druggie and all that kind of stuff that's why we got the house because they had to kick him out and uh, we don't know what he was into but he was into a lot of different things you know and so uh, they fixed the house up they had to fix the house up after he moved out and he and they they did a pretty good job on it. And we it's been wonderful for Carol and I and our, and our kids and that. But anyway, so <clears throat> I had a job that kept me out of town a lot. I I go out. Of, I was a salesman. I worked three days a week and most or four days a week out of town, and a couple in, in uh, days in town. You know, so I'm <clears throat> we're we're getting ready to go to bed one night. Uh, I was getting was getting ready to go to bed, and. Uh, she always gets to sleep quicker than I do, so and I, and I just finally I was I had a pretty tough day, so I was pretty tired and I started to doze off, and uh, all of a sudden. I felt uh, something grab me, you know, and I'm like, what the heck, you know, and, and I thought, wait a minute, I'm not asleep, I can't, I'm, I'm sitting up, I'm not asleep yet, you know. And I, and I knew I wasn't dreaming, and something grabbed me, and I couldn't move. And I, I, back in them days, I was lifting a lot of weights, and I was, I was, I was not a weakling because I had to, I had to work with batteries, you know. So, uh, and I was kind of struggling there, 
At first, it scared the crap out of me, and then I got mad. <laughs> yes, you thought, thought, yes. as soon as I get done, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> as soon as I get out of this, you know. And, uh, and, I, and finally, it released me, and I jumped up, you know, and I, I, was, I, was, I was getting ready for battle. And he, uh, whatever it was, uh, I don't know what it was, but what was funny about it was I felt it come up from the bottom of the bed. And I was laying, I was laying on my side like this, and it, like the covers were rustling like this, and it come, it come right up over the top of me like that, and then boom, grabbed me like that, you know, and I could not move, you know. He told me about that. That's freaky. So I, uh, and I told Carol about it the next day, and then after that he was gone. But when you stood up to look around, like nothing. No, there was nothing there. Well, when I, when I, when I resisted and jumped up. All of a sudden, it just, it, 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 the, and I could see the covers move down at the bottom, and then yeah. off he went, you know. I was worried about her because I was out of town, and I thought, man, what's going to happen if that happens to her? And, and we'd only been in her, geez, maybe not even a We month. Had, hadn't moved in for very long. Yeah, a couple, couple of weeks. Like whoever leaves there before. Yeah, and, then, right and see this guy, house, this guy, the, yeah. the guy that was renting that place yeah. before we bought it, uh, he was doing all. He said that he was doing all kinds of stuff, and I was uh, I was uh, uh, really heavy in the church at that time, and so I, I says I'm going to uh, put a priesthood blessing on the church on the house. So I did. I put a priesthood blessing on the house, and uh, no, it was, was it was later when I it wasn't then I did it. So I went out of town. I come back that same that, that week. <clears throat> Jesus. Guess what? That happened to me, and I thought, "What?" Yeah, Dad, I remember said, something. I remember the blankets moving up real fast. Oh my gosh, it's the mm -hmm. same thing. She yeah, said that I happened to me. I said, I, that happened yeah, and, to I, me. and I said, I "What happened?" And she told me exactly, uh, uh, uh -huh. word for word, was what it happened on the to me. Same it's side, it. same side of the bed. It was on my side. It was on, side. <laughs> oh, okay. was on my side. But yeah. you could, you could actually hear the covers rustle. You know? Oh my goodness! And you could just, you could just see, you could just see moving up through the covers like that. You know. And like from the bottom of the we, not, we got one of those antique beds. It's a it's a high bed, mm -hmm. and you could see the covers moving on, on the bottom like this, and yeah. coming up like this, and I remember that. going on going, going oh, on the bed like that. And so, oh man, it's weird because just recently I had a I thought it was a nightmare. <clears throat> I was sleeping in my room, and I have a big king size bed, and it's just me. And so I sleep on one side, so you can see the full on indentation of where I sleep because that's just where I sleep. <laughs> So if I try to roll over, I'm stuck. I can't roll over because it's like, it's a hill. Yeah, it's a hill. So I'm like sleeping on this spot, right? On my, and I sleep on my side. And I don't look outward from the bed. I look into the bed, which is kind of scary, too, because your other story. I don't want to see some lady sitting there, like, looking at me through. Oh, well, that, 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 one, yeah. that, that, was, that was. But, yeah, but, but recently, I, it was like a couple nights ago, all of a sudden I felt this, like, body, like, it was like something hugged me, for, like, spooned me from behind. Real tight. Like, real tight. And I was like, oh! And I, like, jumped up. Same thing. Jumped up, looked around. I was like, what the hell is that? And I was, like, looking around way scared. And I turned on the light. And I'm just, like, looking around. And then I slept on the couch. Because the couch is, like, this really small. <laughs> me too. Like, more of the story, I slept on the couch. Because they what? can't, like, spoon me on the couch. Whatever it, was, whatever it was was scary. Because it, it wasn't trying to be aggressive. But it was, like, holding on tight. What holding on tight. Are well, yeah, I don't know. Like you know, they, they, you. They, told me, they told me when I reactivated in church. That's before her and I got married. We were going together. And this was at your other home. <clears throat> this is my other house. And I, had a, I had my own house. And I lived there by myself. And that's. Yeah. And and uh, I had uh, my bedroom faced the street, and there was an arc light right across the street. So the light came in through the window, and I could see everything, you know. And pretty bright in there. So I'm, 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 I'm going to bed one night, and one of the, el the elders quorum president told me one time, he says, they're going to try to keep, the, uh, you're going to have some really strange things happen to you. Since you, because uh, I used to, used to have, used to live kind of a wild life. And he says, you're going to have they things want, happen to they you. They don't want you to get close to they're, God. That's they're going to try to keep, he, he's going to try, at least we're going to try to keep, do anything he can to keep you out of it. So, so I went to bed that night, and I was, I was all by myself, climbed into bed, and about the same time the air was cold out and everything like that, and I just started going to sleep, and all of a sudden, I, I was laying on my left side, and all of a sudden, the covers rustled right next to me like this. And I, and I felt something along my arm right there, you know. Now, what the heck is this, you know? And, I, and I, like I said, I had good light coming in through the window because uh, from the arc light from the street, you know. So, and this, all of a sudden, 
the cover started raising up right off of me like this. They're raising up like this, you know, like that, you know. The cover raised up like this, <clears throat> and there was this gal who raised, who was laying right next to me, holding the covers like this. Yeah, and she was, she was drop dead gorgeous. She, yeah. she had, she had, uh, she had, she raised up like this, and she had the covers over her breast, just a little over her breast. She was naked. So at first sight, what's not to like? Yeah. She raised up like this, and she had she had her face was absolutely her face was beautiful, but she and she had flawless skin. It was just, but it was real real pale white, and I don't know if it was from the street light or what it was, but she had the and I was laying back this way now because she raised up like this. She just sat up. And I could, I could see the line of her, she had a beautiful body, and the line of her back come down like this. And I could see her butt come out like this, you know, the crack on her butt. And everything like that, and it was right there. And and, 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 all, and, and she was holding the covers like this. And then she looked around at me like this, and she had a smile on her face. And she was looking around like, like this, and that smile just turned to I've never, almost a monster. Like pure evil? Yeah. Yeah, she looked at me like this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like and the man, I'm telling you, not, not, you know, and I, I, I didn't know what to think, you know. I'm saying I couldn't speak. I couldn't. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then, so I said, I said, I asked, I said a prayer. I said, Lord, I said, please uh, uh, dissipate this. Uh, yeah, I rebuke you have this. The power to I, and I, I rebuke this, and all of a sudden, again, it just disappeared. And I laid there for a few minutes, and I had to go to the bathroom. I was scared to get out of bed. <laughs> I, I'd be scared to stay in the bed. bed. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd be on the couch yeah. already. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, the second he turns, I'm sleeping on the couch. couch. <laughs> okay. It scared Run. the crap out of me. Right? But uh, and then all of a sudden, and then I prayed, I said, I said a prayer, and, uh, and asked the Lord to to bless the house, and everything uh, uh, fine. And all of a sudden, all that fear just went right away. You know, when I got up and I walked in the bathroom and I come back and I'm <laughs> looking around like that. Nothing in there. And I could see I had really good vision in the room, you know. Nothing there. And I never had a problem since after that. But that is the weirdest thing. I, and the only thing I can think about, I, I thought about later, is it must have been, it could have, it must have been a succubus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Because uh, she was just, she was just gorgeous, and she her, her, her hair was. But do you think she looked at hair, you all evil her hair was because jet she black. could tell you wouldn't have nothing to do with her? Huh? Do you think she looked at you all evil because she could tell you wouldn't have anything? No, the thing with the succubus, it's like they lean their victims in so they can like you know do the death. Yeah, she had she had a face and a complexion like Elizabeth Taylor almost. I mean, it was just it was. Uh, uh, she was just beautiful. So she yeah, I had a really and smile, and until she still she until she smiled, and then it, her whole countenance, everything just started to change. Yeah. yeah. Did she have like an ear to ear grin? What? Like an, yeah, it where it was like up to her ear. Oh yeah, yeah. and I, I could yeah. see teeth. Oh. And uh, it was, and and and, uh, and then her, I don't know, it seemed like her her shoulder, her skin was just flawless, you know, and she's beautiful, and uh, it was. And then all of a sudden, it just seemed like the, her her shoulders, and she for, she kept the covers right there. And, and so it took when she raised up like that, it took the covers off of me too, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. So physical. physical. Yeah. Lots of scary things that's happened to me, but this one was the scariest, and it seems so real. And unfortunately, whatever was in my room only spoke in the worst language you could ever hear. And when I was fourteen, I I didn't I didn't even say damn. Like I I didn't swear anything, and I was very very good girl. Good. I'm still a good girl, but every once in a while I swear now. But I mean, I'm just saying I was very naive and I was really, uh, I was quite, I was actually quite religious. I was going to church with my friends and, and I'm still religious, but it, I'm just saying I was different then. I was extremely naive, uh, very naive, very innocent, very sweet little girl. And so what happened is this guy calls me up that 
was a cute, really cute guy, and he said, you know, do you want to go to the show with me? And I said, yeah, that'd be great. I would love to go to the show with you. And I asked mom, and she said, sure, he can pick you up. And, you know, I was 14, but she met him, and she made sure that she knew the parents' numbers and that we were just going to the show, and we would come home. So um, he takes me to the movie, and it was that movie, Halloween, the very first movie, Halloween, that came out. And I was very scared of those kinds of things. I wasn't really good about watching scary movies, and I still aren't. I I don't do it because I feel like it invites things. I don't watch scary movies. Mm -hmm. So I just want nothing but love and joy in my life, you know. So I, I, But I did it back then because when you're a teenager, you do what your peers want you to do. You know, you kind of like do it. Experiment with life, yeah. So I went to this Halloween movie. I was petrified. And at the end of the Halloween movie, this horrid thing in the movie, this guy that's killing everyone, um, disappears like he's a spirit. So I thought he was a real person that you could kill, and then the end of the movie, that was like a shock to me. Oh my goodness, like he is not real. So then after that, you're, you're kind of part of this. So anyway, um, after that, uh, he calls me again and he says, Do you want to go to another movie? And I'm like, Oh, come shake it off, you know, shake it off. And that was right when The Exorcist came out. No way. And I said, Yeah, I'll go to a movie, but we can't, we shouldn't go to a scary movie. And we went to a drive in and he goes, Yeah, we won't watch a scary movie. So we went to the drive in and what was there was The Exorcist, but there was also really fun movies. And I thought we were going to go to a fun movie, and I wasn't paying attention to which place he drove in. And all of a sudden, it's The Exorcist, right? I have to sit through The Exorcist. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I never ever, I can't even look at it. Like, I can't look at an excerpt of it, because it scares me so bad. So, and and it seems real to me because of what happened to me after. So then... Um, I make it through it. I go home and I tell mom I'm not going with him anymore. I, I can't go with him anymore. So she's, I, she says, well, just invite him over and we'll watch TV. And I said, okay, that's great. We come over and for some darn reason, they had this whole series on Ted Bundy and different things like that. We were watching that, which I like watching crime shows. And I, I did like that. But he turned to me on my mom's living room floor, and he looked at me, and he said, what would be the worst way you thought you could die? And I said, I guess being skinned alive would be my my worst. And he says, he says, oh, good, because you know who I am, right? And I said, who? And he said, I'm the Antichrist. He said that right in front of my mom, directly in front of my mom. And she said, you get up and you get out. Like, she chased him out. She had a... She had a 22. pistol. Yeah. Yeah, grandma's always carrying a 22. She went back to her room. She came out with the pistol and she said, you're out and don't ever talk to her again. Don't. I don't want you to look at her. I don't want you to call her. I don't want you to ever be around her again. So then I'm like, okay. And so then it was shortly after that, maybe three, four months, and dad was into horror movies. And he goes, Nimmer, let's go see a horror movie. And I said, okay. And I thought, I'll be fine if I'm with my dad. And I was kind of fine, but we went to see The Exorcist. So I was like, oh my my gosh, I can't stand it. So I said, Dad, I don't really want to go see it. And he goes, come on, Nimmer, it's just fun, you know, like, because he liked horror films, and I get it, most people do, but for some reason it was really getting me. So um, we went to see The Exorcist. So here's what happened. It was only two days later. Oh, I forgot one thing. Before he came over to our house and said he was the Antichrist and he would do that to me, skin me alive, I went over to his house, and this is the scary part. This is the truth, and nobody seems to believe me, but I promise you it is the truth. He was a hunter, and we all went to his house, and we were downstairs in his basement. He had this bedroom with a huge um, king-size bed, and he said, let's all go play the Ouija board on my bed. So all of us kids, we go in, we sit in Indian style around this Ouija board, and he asked some scary questions like is Satan here and all this stuff you know and I was like I gotta go like I look at the time I, I'm really I gotta go and all of a sudden all of a sudden the lights went off in his room no one was near a light switch it was six feet away from the bed light went off and the pheasants that were mounted on his wall flew around our heads. The stuffed pheasants. They flew I around our heads. Yeah, I believe you. I believe you. I believe it too. And I was so terrified. And all I could do was pray. I was just praying. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the wings were coming at me, and I was I was terrified. I was holding on to Debbie, Debbie, my friend Christensen. Um, I was holding on to her. She was holding on to me. We were screaming. 
And I said, we got to do something. So I was praying, 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 and I just bolted out of the bed, turned on the light, and ran up the stairs. So I waited outside. I was like, I hope you guys aren't getting killed by those pheasants. I'm not going back in. So um, all of a sudden, Debbie comes up, and she goes, yeah, the light came on. The pheasants dropped. They dropped on the bed as soon as the light came on. So I said, um, he was even scared. Rick Tellers was even scared. So he brought the Ouija board up and he says, we got we to gotta destroy this. So he lived on a little bit of a farm type situation. They had a fire pit and he threw the Ouija board in there and we lit it on fire and we watched it burn. You're not supposed to do that. Well, I don't know. I'm 14 and a half, you know. You're not supposed to do that. Right? What you're supposed to do is like... So you go into the forest, like somewhere where, you know, Very and you <laughs> dig a hole. She has you dig a hole. Yeah. You dig a hole, like where an animal can dig it up or a person. You right. put, put the Ouija board face down into the hole, you bury it, and then you go like, I think it's like six feet away, and then you bury the little thing with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the little obelisk. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. You throw it away, you burn it. It's we watched it burn, and then Rick was even scared because he told all of us the next day that the board ended up underneath his bed yeah. the next day. It comes back fully, together, fully together. Fully together. Uh, burns, yeah, like, it comes back. Milton That's Bradley put some spells on that thing or something. something. Yeah. And so then after yeah. that part is when he came over to our house, and that's when he said <laughs> that he yeah. would be the Antichrist. So mom ran him out of the house. I wasn't allowed to talk to him again, and surely I was grateful about that. I didn't want anything to do with him anymore. So I'm laying in my bed. I have bunk beds, right, because Julie used to live with us, but she doesn't anymore. So I live on the top bunk, and Julie's gone, and it's just my bedroom. And I told mom, I said, I can't shake this. I'm, I just cannot stop being afraid. I'm afraid all the time. And she goes, honey, let's say a prayer. So we said a prayer, and I, I was praying all the time anyways. I was praying all the time, constantly. But when you're 14 and a half or almost 15, you don't feel the confidence. You just don't, you just don't feel the confidence. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't completely wrapped around it yet. Yeah. That, that I love Heavenly Father so much. And I do. And I am so confident about that and have been for years now. But when I was younger like that, I was really scared. So I go to sleep and all of a sudden, my head, I will kid you not, my head, I'm laying down, my head goes. Oh my God. Yeah. And so I'm looking at my wall. I'm on a bunk bed. My head's like this. I'm looking. Yep, I was laying on my back. My head comes up, and I can't make my head go down. And all of a sudden, I'm opening my eyes, and I start praying. I just start praying. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm praying, praying, pray, 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 pray. And I'm looking at the corner of the room, and this black kind of orb thing is up in the corner, and it comes floating in, and it starts saying words that I was never privy to. All I can tell you is the most nastiest words you could ever hear in your life. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then this yellow light inside it came in and it started getting bigger and bigger until it was like about this big. But it was still swearing at me, calling me every name it could ever call me. It was coming at me and I still couldn't put my head down. Mom knew I was in trouble somehow, some way. She comes down the hall. She tries to get in trailer doors. Yeah, I mean, really small. trailer doors are hollow. Yeah. They're easy to get in. That's you can just bump it, even if it's locked, and you can get in, right? She was throwing her shoulder, and she I could hear her. But I was like, oh, I hope my mom gets in. But I was still praying. She couldn't get in, and all of a sudden, I just kept praying. Mom's, mom was praying, and all of a sudden, the door just unlatched. And she came in, and I started crying. And she said, what's going on? So she called. I told her everything. She called the priesthood. They came over and blessed me. I told Dad about it, but it was so long ago, he may not have remembered. Do you remember that story? A little bit. But they came and they blessed me. And after that, I had the confidence. So from that point forward, and ever somebody was, an entity was trying to bother me, I could say a prayer so confidently, and I can still say it so confidently that they don't bug me anymore. But one of the thing is, is that I don't watch scary movies. Yeah. 
and I don't would never mess with a Norwegian. I will will never go there again because I feel like you're just inviting them in, like teasing them. That's just for me, so I stay away from that. But that's the scariest thing that has ever happened to me in my life, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. It was completely real. Watch us Google him. And he's in prison for like skinning people. He probably is. Oh, that would be so (laughs) bad. That would be scary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I was going to college, there was four of us and then our neighbors next door. And we got together and and I was kind of like you, you know. Oh, let's do the Ouija board. That right. was so right. cool. And I don't it was so long ago I don't remember what was said, but we had a candle. We had lit a candle and that light the candle light went down. And then it came back on. And we just that's it. No more. And I never never again. Never I've never been around anything like that. Scariest stuff ever. Yes, exactly. Never I wouldn't either. Thank you for not I mean it's just one of those things. You can't do that. You just can't but that's the scariest thing that ever happened to me. But I, I know that for some reason even though you um you stay away from it some sometimes they come back and revisit. Yeah. But here's a happier one. This one's just kinda silly but it's really awesome Preston when he when he passed away Mm -hmm. we used to um keep a sack with um beer cans coke cans whatever we were recycling right and it was hanging on a hook so the hook came up like this and it was in our garage out there and it was when it was getting really full you know the last time I saw Preston was right there at the door in between the garage and here I gave him a hug and everything and I always seemed that I feel like he's kind of there you know uh, that's always where I feel like he's kind of there. Um, but anyway, I'm sitting there watching TV all by myself, and all of a sudden, this bag that's on a hook, this, and it's full, so it's heavy, it picks up and it throws across the garage, and all the cans come out. And I'm like, Preston. Like, I totally knew it was him. He was telling me he was there. I was like, oh, honey, now i got to clean all this up. Like, this isn't very funny, but I'm laughing, right? So I clean it all up. And then Junior was living here at the time, and he came out in the garage, and I told him, and I told Roman about it, um, but Roman didn't get to see the the bag fly. But one night, Junior and I were out there, and we were just talking, and the bag's full again. And all of a sudden, it comes off the hook, and it flies across the garage, and Junior goes, oh my gosh, it really happened. And I was like, I know. He just wants us to know he's here. He's just kind of like... You know, trying to tell us I'm right here. So, but yeah, that was pretty cool too. Like, and that kind of goes along with my the tree that my brother yeah, made that just jumped down on yeah. the, hit the floor. So and it's just something like that, that you associate with them in the yeah. area or whatever. And both of you didn't feel fear. Really. No, no, no fear. I have no, no fear. I didn't. It just came down and hit the floor yeah, and that he made. Brigham Young was said to walk out of the temple in, in uh, St. George. St. George, you know, St. George Temple. He walked out of there and the veil was lifted. And that's not evil. What no, it wasn't evil. Was but he evil. said it was what he saw was evil. Oh, I thought he saw a lot of presidents. No, he said he said there was a lot of, when, when the veil was lifted and, and when you could because uh, the spirit world's right around us. Yep. When the veil was lifted, uh, he said, he says he never seen such evil. He saw the evil ones? He saw so a lot of evil Then there's another story where he saw right? the presidents, the former presidents. Well, he probably didn't get that. I think he and did that's that another too. story. Yeah, he saw it. It was, uh, I just, we're told that, we're kind of taught that we're, we're living, that the spirit world's right around us here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, 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 for some reason, when he just came out of there, the veil was lifted, and he could see the spirit world. That was right here, you know. Yeah. And he says uh, it was just it was pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like Matt Fraser. He's one of the he's like a he's kind of like a psychic medium. And I guess when he was a kid, he's like he's like. Um, have you ever seen the movie Sixth Sense? You know that kid. How he's always, I love He's always that. seeing spirits all the time. Yeah, he thinks it's normal I love for a while. That. Like you know, mm-hmm. he's like that that this Matt Fraser kid. He's like that's how the spirit world is. It's like yeah. I just see him everywhere. Like, they're all, they're all the time it's everywhere. And they're all, like, and you get to know that they're ghosts. Some, you know, after a while, mm-hmm. you get to know that they're a, an angel or a spirit coming by to like say something to their loved ones or whatever. It's like, but at first, when you're a kid and you don't realize, you just think it's just another person. You know, and because they're yeah. everywhere and they're all around. Them, that you know? was so like, good. I did, went with my sister to it, and she called. <gasps> she just grabbed me in one part of it, like. Yeah. <gasps> that movie is good. It's crazy. Well, Sue, I, I know we, we kind of made it a, a Halloween for sure. <laughs> no, but, so, 
Roman but, likes to do it because he says, you know, the um, the old adage about Krampus and. Well, it reminds me of um, like a Christmas Carol, like the Dickens story, how there's all the ghosts and stuff. Yeah. In there. That, I guess like in England, that's a tradition that they they tell ghost stories around Christmas. Time. And that's so the way. Yeah. So like that's what they would always do instead of telling like other stories. There's always creepy yeah, stuff, you know. So and I'm like, that's kind of fun, you know. Especially yeah, because we're all English. British, you know. Yeah, exactly. We're all British. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to a close. We're at the very end of our episode. So what did you think of that? Well, you know what's kind of cool is that if you think about it, I mean, there's three people in our family right there besides us that have had experiences. And I know there's a lot more than that. But I think it's kind of cool to see that you're not alone in this. Even still right there, there's three in our family besides us that are doing these podcasts that are interested in this, that are willing to share these stories, right? And so the supernatural is real and it, it continues to show itself in so many weird, unique, creative ways, which you can run from it. You can go close to it. You can go against it. You can whatever powers that be. I mean, I definitely believe in Jesus and stuff. So there's all these things you can do but I and, and have confidence in that. But I think it's great to, to know that we're not alone in this, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it is sort of in a way unlikely, like even though we knew our family had these experiences, like um, these are coming from like, you know, our family that's a lot more, you know, they're really religious and stuff. And you wouldn't think that they would be willing to tell these stories or even remember that they had these kind of experiences. You know, they might just, you'd think would just throw them off the side or shirk them off or whatever. And I think people do that often. Like I think when they have these experiences, a lot of times people, especially from different backgrounds and stuff, they'll just be like, oh, I don't think that was paranormal. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times I think it is. And I think that you don't, you, whether you're seeking it or not, you can have experiences, you know, and this is kind of good proof of that, you know, that these family members that, you know, would never talk about these things normally are sitting here open, having an open conversation with us and telling us these really true paranormal stories that are, you know, hard to deny, you know, there's some, something happened to them. So it's pretty amazing, but yeah, that's going to be the end of our episode and we hope you enjoyed it. Definitely join us for the next one. I think our next one will be more traditional. We'll go ahead and cover some paranormal or cryptid topic or something. And uh, we'll just kind of decide what that might be if you have suggestions for us please send us a suggestion you can email us at supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook or instagram and kind of message us that way as well and we just love to hear from you yeah what kind of topics do you guys want us to talk about next time i mean we always love the fans input i feel like right now we're at you guys we're at our 19th episode isn't that crazy and so we're just excited we want to keep doing this it's something that we enjoy doing and more or less just hearing your guys' stories that's the biggest thing i mean we have stories we, we keep going with these stories i mean our, our childhood is crazy and we've gone through a lot with this type of stuff but it, the, the thing I enjoy more is hearing your guys' stories so please you know send it our way we'd love to just get that out there yeah, you know, if if you've experienced something, say something. You know, that's the old adage, and we'd love to love to hear your stories. Don't be shy about it. I know it's hard to tell them, and we respect that. You know, if you don't, if you feel like you don't want to tell the stories, that's fine. But I, I think that it helps people. I think that people hearing other people's stories maybe sparks another thing inside someone's mind. Like, oh, I, I had something similar like that happen to me. You yeah. know, I'll and and just talking about it really helps you um, almost like kind of go through and and get get over it. You know, because there's some fear and trauma that kind of comes from these experiences sometimes yeah it's like the ptsd stuff right there really is something there i know i'm not knocking the military i know they have a really difficult ptsd they deal with it so i'm not saying it in a bad way or disrespectful way but you know and this is a very different kind of ptsd yeah, right but it's like still, me right yeah. now you know you guys i'm living alone and hey if i have to go to the bathroom at three in the morning i second guess it a couple times just like my grandpa said yeah and i'm like i don't know if i want to run to the bathroom right now it's pitch black you know and so you're sitting there holding it exactly know, just that's struggling just, yeah that's just stuff i've dealt with in the past or something coming back from that but when you have people that are willing to tell their stories it kind of helps you feel like oh you know what? i'm not alone in this and i can actually handle this you know and as a human race we really are part of a we're sort of we're, we're a t there's a togetherness there that tribal mentality um, and and there should be you know there should be a togetherness where it's like you know we are in this this life experience experience together as humans and you know we we don't even know what life means you know we don't know what consciousness means or any of that but what we do know is that we're all conscious and that we're here together and this is the life that we're living and you know i just think it's cool to if we've had something happen to kind of share it because other people may have had experiences that were similar and it helps people cope but um definitely look into the old christmas tradition of telling ghost stories around the campfire if you do a little simple internet search you'll see that there's a lot to that and it's not just the uk or britain um there's actually some old you know kind of viking scandinavian stories that are similar to that as well in that ireland. are old traditions in ireland definitely ireland in Scotland, for sure I, I would say 
Yep. And so definitely look that up because it, and it's, you know, I think this was such a fun success to do this with our family that I kind of feel like we should do this almost every year if we can, if there, if there's people that are willing to tell their stories, you know, mm-hmm. and every year brings new experiences, you know, and so maybe something new will happen. You never know. It's 2021. 2022 is crazy. If it's anything like 2020 and 2021. So there's yeah. probably way more where that came from in the next coming years, you know? Yep. But we definitely appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us and thank you for listening. Definitely spread the word. If you like the show, share it around with your friends and family. Social media is a fantastic source where you can blast about our show and get people listening. Uh, We definitely appreciate that. I think the only way that our show will continue to get better and improve and the way that we're going to continue to make more shows and get them out on a quicker manner is going to be with more listenership, you know, more interest and stuff. But um, either way, we just appreciate you being here. We'll continue doing the show and we're just excited to to, uh, to present these stories and these different topics to you. So thank you so much for listening. Take care. And remember, be the change. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.